Boom. Welcome back, everybody. Um, thanks for bearing with us. I am now 30 and back from holidays and thankfully still alive. <laughs> when I was younger, I used to think if you hit 30, you were going to die. Um, no. So yeah, look, I apologize to everyone. Um, our usual schedule was interrupted last week just because we had a bit of tech technological failure and I was away um, for my 30th birthday um, for a week and yeah the tech failed and to be honest we're at the beach and I just couldn't be bothered fixing it <laughs> I uh, had my break for the for the year so um, that's what happened but um, we are back uh, so thanks for bearing with us um, now we have loads of stuff to come this year the year is kind of officially starting for us, which is really, really cool. Um, and we have loads of things to come. Uh, however, um, I'm not going to announce a bunch of them just yet because they're not all quite ready to go, but we will be talking more about them soon. So look out for that. Um, but yeah, if you like what we're doing, the biggest thing that um, you know I can ask of you guys listening um, today is just to give us a like on the podcast and a review on whatever podcast service you listen to, um, purely because it helps us to push up the ranks um, and get our show out there to more people that you know are looking and searching for answers and help and um, information and all that sort of stuff. So, um, and it does reach people and it and it does help people. We've had a few calls from people that have listened to the show and we encourage anyone that has, is listening to the show to, to get in contact and, and reach out if you are struggling with anything or you need any help with anything. So um, yeah, if you could leave a review and um, you know, give the podcast a like and let, it, let us know what you think of the show, that would be amazing. Um, but other than that, we are very, very excited to be back We've got a really cool show today for you um, on Wednesday. Our usual schedule will be back. We um, did an interview just before we went with Drew Wild, um, who is a guy up on the Gold Coast going through his own recovery journey and now helping others. Um, and yeah, he's he's got some new ideas and some fresh ways of thinking about addiction and um, its close cousin distraction and stuff. So it was actually a super interesting chat, cool dude, um, and yeah, we're we're looking forward to um, uh, a big year, and hope you enjoy the show, and um, yeah, we'll be vibing in your ears very soon. Have a great day, and enjoy the show, peace. Boom, we made it, mate. How you going? I was enjoying the intro music. It was great. <laughs> I know, it's pretty cool, mate. <laughs> I love it. It's the standard. We're working on um we're working on a bit of a video entry. So um next time we have you on, hopefully it'll be like just as cool, like with a cool yeah. intro. <laughs> it's powerful, man. I'm digging it. It's cool. Awesome. Hey, um, welcome everybody to those that will be watching live. We've already got a couple people and um also um to those listening afterwards i'm excited today because um we like finally it's my fault i'm just being fucking hopeless we've got drew wild on the show um and i'm pumped because i've been following him for quite some time and um yeah have been watching all the stuff that he's been putting out and it's super cool so i'm excited to have a chat with him um just quickly for anybody watching same old stuff um if you could drop in the comments like where you're from, where you're watching from, um, and as we're talking, feel free to like ask any questions um, of Drew. He's going to kind of be talking some interesting stuff uh, and it's cool. We'll get to have some live feedback. But yeah, how are you, mate? I know I just asked you that, but, you know, I, I haven't actually properly met you. We jumped on the live before we went live, so we're just going to... We're just going to meet each other you know, live. live and in the flesh. I love that unabridged version. That's Everyone right. else gets to watch and witness. Man, honestly, <laughs> right now I'm 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 amazing. I'm allowed to swear. Sorry, I'm yes. amazing. Awesome. Cool, good. Because <laughs> I will anyway. Um, and I'm good. I spent last night uh, at some friends of mine run a cacao company, and they hosted this huge like new era artist expose. 
and a bunch of my friends have started writing rap music and there was just like this epic sober party all night long and it was so nice. much fun bro Man, I saw that. I saw that on your Instagram. It looked really cool, and I just liked. Um, I saw the girl talking on the stage, um, or the lady, I should say, rather talking on the stage about just you know, like how it's amazing that everybody's supporting and stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting all that stuff. Like, I feel like the sober thing. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's still heavily outweighed by people pissing it up and having a good time. But I reckon, I reckon that's gonna kind of start coming in a lot like sober bars and events and you know um all 100%, that bro. like you know i see it everywhere i see it with a lot of my clients i see it in this whole like i'm really fortunate with like that is my community i live and breathe that kind of community every single day and it's not centered anymore around drugs or alcohol yeah but so many more people are craving that level of connection yeah they're craving a different conversation they're craving humans that hold them in their highest rather than sit around the fucking same table week in, week out, smoking darts, sinking piss, and talking about the same bullshit they have for the last 10 years. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Hey, doctor, we can see you there. Um, drop in where you're watching from. It's cool to know where everyone um, is watching from. But yeah, mate, you're 100% right. I, I reckon. Um, so. Um, I've been in recovery or like living this way for nearly 10 years now. And I reckon in the last sort of, and I was pretty young when I got into this as well, like 21. And I reckon in the last couple of years, it's really like taken off, you know, in terms of all that stuff that you just said, like, and there's fucking, right. there probably was before and maybe I just wasn't looking or whatever, <laughs> but there's like, <laughs> there seems like there's like cool people just kind of coming into the space and, and doing like yeah. different stuff, you know? Um, and and especially stuff. here on the Gold Coast, bro, like there, it, there's a just the community, especially on the Gold Coast between like Byron Hinterland and Sunshine Coast is insane. Like yeah. every day, if you want to be doing some sort of like deep connected practice and hanging out with some like really fucking rad humans, there's stuff on, you know, whether it's like yeah. breath work and meditation on the beach, whether it's, some like an event like last night like it's it's we're inundated i mean that's why i moved here bro yeah yeah interesting so let's get into it hey um yeah you you kind of mentioned that you're hanging out with this community um you know like these um i don't want to call them new age because it's just normal to me but you know for everybody watching new age kind of crew that are into like consciousness and connecting with everyone and all that sort of stuff like how did you get there? You know, um, this is obviously real drug talk. You probably got some kind of a backstory. <laughs> I got a bit of a story, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, it certainly wasn't. It was funny. I was having a conversation with a mate last night, right? It was, it was something that I feel like I always had uh, that, that essence of it. it was something that I always so deeply craved. It was usually just the conversations we had when we were like deeply fucking stoned or high. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Only comfortable enough to like to, to to drop our inhibitions enough to invite in that level of connection. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I guess. Look. Long story short, I I started smoking pot at about eleven. Yeah. Um. Fast forward, you know, through all my teens, I I, I smoked a lot of weed. I, I partied hard, drank a lot, took you know, I guess what whatever you want to call recreational drugs, but I wasn't, you know, I wouldn't call it out of the ordinary. It was very, it was pretty common for you know my circle of friends and then sort of peer group at that age to be you know in, in engaging in the behaviors that i was yeah. um about i want to say 20 years old I, I broke up with my my sort of first love my my you know that young love yeah um and it crushed me bro it yeah. really crushed me it tore me apart you know i was heartbroken and i didn't i didn't know this is so contingent of so much of what i teach I didn't know how to feel and process my emotions. I had no idea what to do with the, the pain in my heart at that age. And what I knew worked really well was drinking and drugging. Yeah. And it just accentuated, you know, by, by 22 years old, I was in rehab for the first time, mm. um, which was incredible. It was almost, you know, I mean, if you want to paint the picture, I was... Before that, I was I was basically living, not basically, I was, I was living in my car, driving from dealer to dealer and, and bottle store to bottle store. Yeah. Um, because I just, I couldn't face the world. The, the, that excruciating weight of guilt and shame that I was carrying around as a result of, of the state that I had got myself into was crippling. 
Yeah. And I couldn't face the world. So I was like, well, what do I do? I just live in my car. I couldn't afford to live in a fucking in a flat. I didn't want to live in a flat because, you know, the way I was behaving was so, you know, in my mind, abnormal um, that I didn't want to be seen in that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, lived in my car, drove around just basically until I combed it out, woke up and did it all again. And grace of God was, was somehow found by my dad and, um, and they very quickly ended up in rehab. Which is amazing, at, you know, 20, whatever I was, 21, 22, first real taste, I guess, of learning something about myself, first real taste of, of you know, I had no idea what addiction was. I, had, I didn't know anything. All I knew is that I wanted help yep. and I didn't have an answer. Yep. Um, but also was still 22 years old, um, yep. you know, and like hats off to you, bro, for, for, for nailing it at that age. But, you know, my entire world was still centered around the party scene like i worked in the radio industry my whole life was was about you know entertaining and and partying and i didn't know any different so i may, maybe lasted you know probably a year uh, yeah. but never really devoted myself to the work required to to maintain a, you know that that level of sort of self-inquiry and um so very much jumped back on the roundabout Yep. and uh you know accentuated that process for, for almost you know eight or nine years of wow. just mayhem and chaos you know i was somewhat functional but barely you know i held down a job and had a paycheck and got fired along the way and the amount of you know accidental overdoses my, my dad passed away at about 26 so that again was like oh feeling don't want to deal with that shove suppress yeah. and hide run um i started working in the liquor industry of course i did anything <laughs> to sort of just mask this crazy behavior and lifestyle that i wanted to live yeah. um and it was kind of when probably when dad passed away you know some of the, the last conversations that i had with him i think he wished he did things a little bit differently um and you know he was just saying drew like just do what fucking makes you happy like this 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 life is short um yeah basically don't waste it do you know what i mean and i think he he was very successful at what he did um and he but he lived that corporate life and i think i wouldn't be surprised if the amount of stress that you know that came from that job uh you know basically added to his demise so i was like well you know what fuck that i don't want to climb that corporate ladder i don't want to work a nine to five i don't want to work for anyone else my like inner rebel was pretty strong <laughs> as you can imagine like most addicts yeah. and um i started <laughs> running my own business i had a small little tech business i was somewhat functional when i was functional but when i wasn't i was you know i was totally mia um yeah, so I mean, that was my pattern, bro. And I can share this with, I'm sh sure so many people watching this are so familiar with it. I call it, you know, just the cycle of addiction, which is insert trigger, whatever that is for you. I ended up, my cycle would be I'd go and have a drink. And then yep. one drink would lead to 10, 20, 30, 40, get a bag. And I don't know if I'm, I had no idea for me if it was going to last one day or four weeks. Like it was yep. literally like rolling the dice. Where are we going this time? And then I'd, you know, hit some sort of a bottom, hit some sort of a place where I'm like, wow, I, I can't do this anymore. Whether that required some sort of a detox or just like getting really real with myself, depending on how far I had taken it. Yep. Um, depending if I woke up in the hospital, like whatever that thing is. I had no idea where I'd end up. Yeah. And... And then I start doing all the things, right? I start start making all the promises, start clearing up the wreckage that I created along the way, yeah. <laughs> cleaning up the chaos, um, you know, getting back to the gym, start eating right, start maybe go back to some some support groups, things like that, start working with the people that help support me on this journey. And then things would get good again. Like things would be great. And I stopped doing all the things that got me there. And I'd coast and I'd get complacent. Yeah. Because I got complacent, insert trigger, I was never actually doing all the things that, you know, I guess, you know, I now that these days call my medicine, yep. that trigger would pull me back down into that hole and away I went again. And it was just this consistent spiral for accentuated over, over nine years almost. Wow. 
So, yeah, fast forward, <clears throat> started my own little tech company. That was a complete dismal failure. I ended up in the health and wellness industry, which was amazing. The business model I fell into was everything I'd always been looking for. I was my own yeah. boss. I was, you know, I had free reign on my own time. Um, I, it really worked on this, like, entrepreneurial side of me. It brought out that I, that I loved and craved. Huge yep. um, community that came with it and a huge essence of personal development as well. So I really started learning a bit more about myself and learning what, what personal development was and meant and how it could reshape who I am. Yeah. But again, still hadn't looked at the elephant in the room, which was my drug and alcohol consumption. So, you know, the cycle continued. Yeah. And it would have been... 2000 what are we now 20 oh, i don't know I'll just make up a year 2017 i won through this company an all expenses paid trip to las vegas <laughs> look out <laughs> so you can see where that's going again you know this this is crazy lies and the manipulation of of <clears throat> that that um that that brain that's that's buys into these um these behaviors i i did i made all the promises i can do this i can go and i can go to las vegas i can do it clean and sober i i, I can let everybody know what's going on and to be aware and and, and you know really set that intention yep and for our landers <laughs> i got an uber yeah and so I, he said where do you want to go i said i have no idea i've never been here before yeah. He turned around, looked at me and said, bro, do you smoke weed? <laughs> I hadn't smoked weed in years. And I just thought, fuck, when in Rome, he said, man, it's legal here now. You know, um, let's go to the dispensary. And away I went within two hours, I was high. Within two hours after that, I was like wasted. And then two hours after that, I had a couple of eight balls of Coke. And that lasted 10 days in Vegas. No one should ever be in Vegas for 10 days. About four days in Hawaii on the way home, driving absolutely off my face in a rental car around Hawaii and then carried that on once I got home for probably two or three months before I really put my hand up for help again. Finally, I had a a support person where I was living plus my mum who knew what was going on. They know the behavior. They knew the patterns. They knew I was in it. Um, but they also knew me well enough that nothing would change until I, I, you know, admitted defeat. Yep. And so they had all the support systems in place, just waiting, like literally just waiting for me to, to burn out. Um, wow. And so I did, I got to that place where I messaged a beautiful man in my life, Sam, who, who, looked after me along this journey and I said, bro, I can't do this anymore. And he came and scooped me up and helped me uh, get me into a bit of a detox and, and you know, sort of cleaned all the piss so and what, vomit. What, and what, what year was that? Sorry, what year was that? <sighs> what are we now? 2018, 19, I want to say end of 2017. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then straight back into rehab, bro straight back yep. into rehab and just something shifted. It was just like, right. Um, I was talking about this moment with a mate the other day. <clears throat> I was sitting there and I, I was just having a moment with myself in the end of a bed. You know, those single beds you get in rehab. <laughs> <laughs> you know the beds, bro. The only bed, you only get them in rehab. Yep. Single bed in this room just going, what haven't I done yet? Yep. What haven't I tried? Because I can't do this anymore. Like I was literally, it was life or death for me, death for me, bro. Yeah. It was like I'm either gonna take myself out of the fucking game, be it by my own hand or, or accidentally, or I choose to heal. Yeah. And in that moment, I was like, "Fuck!" Like the only thing, the literally the only thing I haven't done is actually all the suggested things that if anyone's ever recommended to me consistently on a daily basis that that's that's the only thing i have not done yeah and i went all in in that moment it was that that was that was the defining moment for me i was like i i can't do this anymore and that 
And that path of, of, of whatever you want to call it, personal discovery, recovery, like that journey of self can't be harder than the life I'm living right now. Yeah. So let's give it a crack and see if it's, you know, what everyone, <laughs> see if it's all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> and sure enough, bro, holy shit. Wow. What a life, you know, only yeah. three and a bit years down the track. I'm like, what? How does it get better than this? Mate, I How love that. And I, I love that. And we've got a few people watching now on lots of different channels. I, I don't know if you can see it as well. So I didn't want to interrupt your flow there. But for anyone watching, if you have any questions for Drew about his story um, while we're watching, apologies. I think my internet's jumping around a little bit here or somewhere but yeah anyone drop any questions or thoughts in the comments but mate it's it's an incredible story and you know for everybody watching it's really interesting what you just said there at the end um where you said you know that the only thing that you hadn't done is what everybody had been kind of suggesting to you or telling you to do to to change and it's so funny like when when I've worked with people in the past or when people work with us now or whatever it is, right? Often they say like, Oh, I've done everything, you know, or like, I don't know. I fucking don't know why this is happening to me. <laughs> yeah. Like we actually break it down and we say, and, and this is not to like um, raz anyone or offend anyone or anything like this, but it's, it's just kind of part of like the condition of the denial that comes along with this stuff or you know it's it's a funny thing but we actually break down all right well what have you actually done to change like what have you done differently in your life to change like who are the people that you're hanging around with are they different like are you doing any self-discovery all right what does that actually mean are you doing it like all that stuff and then they're like oh fuck I haven't actually done anything. <laughs> well, bro, and that's it. Like, this is a huge part of, of what I talk about is when they think that they've, and I can say this from experience, when they say, I've tried it all, they probably mean they've literally tried everything from outside of themselves. Yeah. Yep. I've tried to change my drug of choice. I've tried to change when I drink. I've tried to change how I drink. I've tried to change who I drink with. I've tried to change like all of these things externally from self. And this is the problem. Like we keep looking at the thing and this is such a core piece of what I talk about, as you know, is that the thing isn't the thing. We've got to stop looking at the fucking drugs. We've got to stop looking at the alcohol. We've got to stop looking at the porn, the gambling, the swiping, the gaming, the gambling, like all of this shit. It doesn't matter. The thing isn't the thing. All that thing is is your body's way of coping. It's found a really like interesting way of dealing with life. Yeah. And until we can, it's, it's the symptom of the problem. And until we can get in and underneath why you feel like you can't deal with life, why you can't be in the full experience of life and why you need something to regulate your nervous system and your emotions, then of course nothing will change. Because again, yeah. there's all band-aid solutions over the top of something much deeper rooted within yourself. Yeah. A hundred percent. No, I love that. And the thing, do you know what's funny, right? Like, because um, I've, you know, over the years and, and it sounds like you're the same, I've done so much reading and different stuff about, you know, like what is addiction? Is it a disease? Is it, is it something that's learned? Is it this? Is it that? Blah, 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 blah. Right. And the conclusion that I came to is that, you know, no one really knows the, the research isn't like kind of a hundred percent or whatever, but it's funny when I talk to people, every single person I've spoken to and I never like lead them down the garden path or anything like that, they all say, and I had the same experience as well, they all say like what you just said then and you articulate it so well is that it's not about alcohol and drugs. It's about some deeper, whether it's emotional or whatever it is, something under the surface is driving that. And when you fix that, then the addiction tends to fix itself as well, you know. So, one hundred percent. I'll be so bold as to say that, like, I do know what addiction is. Yeah. And I'll state it right here: it's a trauma response. Yeah, like that yeah. is the simplest form of addiction. What is addiction? Put it in the dictionary. Fucking Drew Wild underneath. It's a trauma response. That's <laughs> it. Like, what else do you want to know? 
you know what I mean? Like people, they just so deeply love to overcomplicate these things. And a lot of the problem is that a lot of these definitions and stuff, they come from humans that have never, ever even experienced a day of addiction in their life. It's very easy to put a blanket uh, statement over the top of what they may perceive it to be. Yeah. Go and live it. You know it just as well as anybody else. When shit was hitting the fan, what did you use, do to cope and deal with life, to regulate your nervous system with your emotions, these internal belief systems that that were telling you you're unworthy and not enough? I don't want to feel that. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. My body's actually really smart, like so smart that what it knows works is going and having a drink. What it knows works is is having a wank. What it knows yeah. works is is you know uh, you know scrolling social media for two hours. What it knows works is to open the laptop and put on an episode of of whatever you're watching on Netflix. Yeah. So I don't have to deal with the discomfort that my body's yeah. trying to expose to me. And I'd have I was never taught what to do with that discomfort. Most importantly. Mm. But what I do know works really well is numbing, escaping, suppressing, hiding, running, covering up over the top. Yeah. So it's interesting you say that, like I'm, I'm with you, um, but do you think it is 100% of the time like a trauma response? Like what about those people um, that, and I know, I know this is like, you could say, what about this? What if that, you know, you could go on forever. <laughs> but what about like those people that, you know, say for instance, um, have like back pain or whatever and you know this is playing out a lot in the US or whatever and it happens a lot here too but have back pain they get prescribed you know like mm. opiates and oxycotton they don't really have anything going wrong or it seems like they don't really have anything going wrong in their life and then all of a sudden because it is highly powerful and highly addictive they get addicted you know like sure what do Man. you say to when they ask about that yeah i mean i think you nailed it like seems like right seems like there's nothing yeah no traumatic event and this is the nuances of 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 trauma or hurt or pain or and go as far as to just the subtleties of the ineffective belief systems you're operating within you you know the 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 biggest case study on this you know johan harari talks about this all the time is the vietnam war you had hundreds of thousands of soldiers in Vietnam, a lot of whom were, were shooting up heroin to, to deal with what they were being exposed to over there. And the numbers were like, you know, something like under 5% came back with a habit. Yeah. It's the yep. same. Like how many, how many humans are being put on these drugs, put on morphine, put on, you know, whatever, endone, all of this stuff as a part of medical procedure. What's the actual number of humans that come out addicted to that? Yeah. Then we need to go in underneath and look at what what were these internal systems operating for them to then go, their body goes, oh, shit. Okay, that's doing something for me. Yeah, wow, that, that's hitting the, the right receptors. That's, 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 that's making me feel a bit more whole and complete than I did before I had this thing. I want yeah. to try that again. Yeah, no, it's, 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 a good, it's a good explanation. I don't know if you can see that question from Danny or yeah I think it's a, it's got a question mark so we're going with a question <laughs> um, which I think is a good point and something that I wanted to talk to you about it's highly highly interesting but um, yeah like what do you think of that concept like addicted versus dependence yeah I mean I don't see too much of a difference it's a spectrum right that's that's the way I perceive this and it's kind of tied in with again this this piece that you sort of advertise this live about is I, I truly believe addiction, fucking what a buzzword that is, addiction and distraction are synonymous. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're, they're literally one and the same. Um, so uh, when I say that, look, I, I did a talk on this whenever it was a, a few months ago and I was sitting in, a, you know, in front of a room full of humans and I said at the start, right, like hands up if, if you if you know that you suffer from addiction and not a single hand in the room went up, it's like cool. Hands up if you know someone who you know suffers from from what you call addiction. They're like, yep. You know, there's a few more hands in the room. Got us a few more Christians. And basically, got to the point where I said, hands up if if when when shit's hitting the fan or you know stuff's going a, a bit haywire in your life, you know that you have something you lean on 
to regulate what you don't want to feel, be it Netflix, be it eating, be it swiping, be it Tinder, be it sex, porn, whatever that thing is. And mm. get like 90% of the hands up and go up in the room. You're like, yep. yeah, I've definitely got something I lean on. I've definitely got something that I use to cope with life. And so I said, right, so what was the first question I asked you guys? Hands up if you if you suffer from addiction. I said, what's the difference? <laughs> and the whole room was like, oh, fuck. Well, I mean, I don't have a needle hanging out my arm. Yeah. And, and this is the stigma we, 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 people like you and I, have to tear down around how we perceive addiction. And I truly believe it's a spectrum. And if you know that you've got, so this is, that question is just as poignant for anyone listening to this right now. Like, what is your thing that you lean on to deal with life? You know, I think, I, I, I truly believe I'm one of the lucky ones. I, yeah. I believe I'm, I'm really grateful every single day that I managed to take my coping mechanism to the point that I didn't, I had no choice but to look at my shit. Yep. There's so many people on this planet right now that don't even know they're so disconnected from themselves. Yep. They have no idea the level of disconnection they're creating by never actually being in the full experience of their life of, of life, by never actually receiving what the what the universe is trying to expose to them through the discomfort that's that that they're being exposed to. Yep. No, it's so interesting. Uh, and I know other people say things like this as well, but I believe it to be true, you know, like in a, in a world where we can go live like this, you know, and reach the, the internet and have conversations with people that aren't even in the same state or the same country or whatever it is, mm. you know, in a, in a world where we're so connected, you know, we've never been more disconnected ever <laughs> you know it's it's right. crazy. like literally yeah. from for most people and i can say this because again it used to be me on on a good day you know if i wasn't drinking or, or taking drugs i'd wake up open my eyes i go right next to me and i pick this thing up yeah and i open my phone and i start clearing my messages and there's probably some shit that made me feel like shit and i'll scroll through through Instagram and someone's posted their like holiday in Fiji and I'm like, fuck, I wish I was in Fiji. And then, <laughs> and then I get on and then I open Tinder and I'm like, Oh, of course, no new matches. Fuck. I feel like shit. And then I open the news and I'm like looking at the news and it's like, Oh my God, there's been an earthquake in fucking Thailand. I'm like, Oh wow. That makes me feel like more like shit. And then I, again, I'm, I'm and in those moments, I'm number, I'm doing two things. I'm just connecting for myself and I'm lowering my vibration. Yeah. From the minute I wake up, I'm feeding into into usually a vibration of not enoughness and fear. And I'm 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 totally disconnected from from just my internal monologue. Yeah. And so I then get out of bed and I get in the shower and I used to have like a radio in the shower because God forbid I'm standing in the shower for ten minutes by myself. <laughs> And then, you know, whatever, throughout the day, again, scrolling, I go to a job that I fucking hate and then I get home and I'm swiping and I'm masturbating and I'm fucking listening to shit that doesn't serve me. Like literally, I'll still be, I used to still listen to stuff until I'd fall asleep. Yeah. And so <laughs> throughout the course of 24 hours, I literally wouldn't have five minutes to myself. Yeah. Because yeah. I was so... I was just distracting. One of the scariest things for people on this planet in this day and age is to spend five minutes with themselves. Yep. We would rather distract, 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 than be in, in, you know, ultimately what would be because we've been distracting for so long, some sort of level of discomfort, uncomfortability by being in meeting parts of ourselves. And like, man, like it is, everywhere today society is built on it consumerism is built on making you feel like you need something from outside of yourself to feel worthy and complete yeah it's really it's interesting when killing you, us it's 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 interesting when you get into it isn't it and that's kind of the trip that i've been on for the last um i would probably say about a year like just and i've always 
like as you know, there's different like as you go through like whatever journey it is, but if you're doing like self-discovery and whatever, there's layers, you know. Um oh yeah. <laughs> and uh that that has been what I've just the last year and it's been it's actually quite scary because when you really like confront the buttery essence of yourself and the way that you operate and stuff. But yeah, that I, I've just been going so deep into just how much everything is almost just like programming. And I, and I'm not saying like I've got my tinfoil hat on and I'm not I'm not saying that fucking Bill Gates is trying to, you know, control <laughs> me and well, I'm not I'm not saying that. I just mean for anyone like, listening, he is. <laughs> That's right. I, and I, I just I just mean just the just just all the kind of narratives that happen through life, all the belief systems that you pick up along the way at whatever stages, the way that you think. And yet we're we're like it, it's funny how like computers have manifested and like the app store and stuff like that, because that's kind of like how I'm starting to understand myself and my experience of life is that I'm I'm kind of like a phone and I just have all these different fucking apps running and all those apps are like my belief systems and I just need to sometimes just fucking delete everything and, you know, upload some new, upload some new apps or some new software, you know, because it, oh, it, 100%. it's, 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 yeah, it, it's crazy when, when you actually just really push yourself to say, just ask yourself why like three times before you do something. Why am I actually doing this? What's the actual reason behind this? It's unbelievable when you start getting to, yeah, the buttery essence of what's driving, you, and, you know, what your whole life is about. And, <laughs> and for most people and for myself, it's all just fucking insecurity. <laughs> it's all just like this kind of, yeah, this, as you said, this need to, get things outside of yourself to kind of make yeah. this condition in internally feel okay, you know? Yeah. It's, 100%. Um, yeah. I mean, if, I mean, you could go take that down a bit of a rabbit hole if you really wanted to. I kind of touched on it with that, that live I did with Josh the other day, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, these things are a form of control, man. You know, anything that can drop us into a lower vibration um, makes us more susceptible to, to being obedient little humans. But that is a conversation for another day. Like, I guess what I want to touch on with what you're sharing there is like, you nailed it. Like these, we we kind of are, well, we are, we are, you know, our brain is, is like a computer. I love that analogy, you know, and we've, when some of the programming or some of the outputs, whatever that, 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 that computer is putting out to the world isn't, isn't quite functional. It's like the coding's a bit weird. It just doesn't look right. It's not effective. <laughs> You don't go in and, um, you know, you, uh, I'm trying to remember this analogy that they, they were talking about the other day. I've lost it. But basically, it's just saying, like, you don't build on an old operating system. You go and overhaul the, the, the initial coding, the zeros and ones that were creating that dodgy output, right? Yeah. And to take that a step further... So much of the work I've been doing in the last 12 months has, has been I've been working with an extremely powerful subconscious reprogrammer. Yeah. Which is like that's literally what we're talking about. Like our subconscious mind is our operating system. That is that is that our subconscious mind literally creates our entire reality. And so if we're running a belief system of, you know, what you know, most people like you and I, when we got to the how we got to the place we did is because like we had deeply ingrained ineffective beliefs of, of unworthiness, not enoughness. And like, I just was never fucking loved. A hundred percent. It's funny you say that that's kind of like my tagline at the moment, you know, like I'm not actually helping people, you know, recover from addiction. I'm trying to help them feel worthwhile, you know, hundred <laughs> percent. And as a result, as a result, I mean, you, you can't really sell on that. You get them in by saying you're going to fucking help their addiction, but you, then you go and reprogram their, their beliefs. And yep. as a result, the addiction disappears. Yeah. This is like that whole thing. Like if you, if you have the fruit giving bad fruit, you don't try and blame the fruit. You go and look at the soil that the tree's planted in, right? Yeah. Same similar kind of analogy. 
So we've got to go in and find ways in which we can, number one, take out these old belief systems, and number two, re-sewed and, re and rewire the, the new operating system, the new beliefs. I am worthy. I am enough. I am lovable. And as a result, we recreate our entire reality. Yeah. And we it's, start showing up differently. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so interesting. Um, I'm, I'm interested to know because we, we like to kind of get into the weeds here because there's a lot of people that watch this that are kind of searching for answers and stuff like and you know usually you've had a lot of different contact with different services and systems and stuff like that and i 100 percent agree with you about you know the method of of um treating it and fixing it and all that stuff but what was your experience with like treatment? Like, did you go into like 12 step groups? Did you, did you do um, like rehab programs? Like how, how did you actually kind of stumble upon what you're talking about now? Because I guess, and I don't know if you agree, I guess that's probably not the initial like methodologies that people would teach, you know? No, not at all, bro. And I love that you say that. I'm, I'm, I'm so transparent. If someone two years ago, well, you know, I've maybe been a bit more open-minded, but even, you know, two and a half years ago, um, if someone came in and I had someone send me an email about the, the, the correlation between addiction and trauma and it triggered the fuck out of me. <laughs> and I was like, I got on the defensive. I was like, fuck no, it's a disease. <laughs> it's a disease and for which there is no known cure. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And unless, unless you are. Anyway, no, I'm not going to be. Yeah. <laughs> and that that was that. Look, my journey of recovery started. I mean, again, I love something that a friend of mine says is, you know, I feel like I probably started this journey when I was about 11 years old and started smoking weed. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was when I started trying to find something in my life to help me feel and, and, and deal and cope with, with, with whatever I didn't know how to deal and cope with. Yeah. So I'm giving my 11-year-old me like a massive high five for being like, cool, well done for finding something that, that helped you survive, bro. Um, you know, I then, you 22, I went to rehab, as I shared. Um, that was a very much 12-step-based rehab. And so from that 22 years old, in terms of, of addiction and everything that I ever learned and was taught and was shown was, was 12 step based. So very much that like 12 step indoctrination. Um, I regularly attended meetings. Same with the second time. Well, obviously not regularly enough. <laughs> second time I went to treatment, um, similar. It was a 12 step based treatment center. Um, I was deeply connected in, in the 12 step system where I lived came out and that that was my that was 100 percent and i still send clients 12-step meetings yeah. because unfortunately and that's what i'm recreating there isn't much other there's no, there's no other options um so that that was 100 what saved my life and yeah. i will never ever ever take away from that I'm fortunate to have sort of looked around the rooms and gone, some of these people don't look very fucking happy. Yeah. I was also lucky enough to be a little bit more open-minded. Um, my mum was, was pretty woo-woo or spiritual or out there, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. He was always, since a kid, plugging me into like a, a holistic approach to healing. You know, I had like Chinese healers and osteopaths, which, you know, 30 years ago was like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? You're afraid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There was nothing that like lavender oil and tea tree oil wouldn't solve. You know what I mean? It's funny. <laughs> it's, just on that, it's funny, isn't it? Like, that's something that I've been realizing as well that, you know, uh, you know, I would like just kind of love to share with people is with different, there's this quote, I'm not going to try and say it because I'm going to butcher it, but, um, and sorry to interrupt you, but, it's a good point that you make, like, as we're talking about, like, the programming and stuff like that. Yeah, like, 30, 30 years ago, even when I was growing up, my mum my, um, had 
not herself, but had friends that were kind of like that, you know, into shit like that. And you were considered like a fucking unit if you were into that stuff. And now on Instagram, <laughs> you just have to open your feed and there's like, you know. Self-love, shit. baby. Yeah, self-love chicks, <laughs> you know, and it's considered like the, the yeah. mainstream thought. And so it's amazing. I love that. I'm so glad it is going that way that people are starting to look for a different approach to, to what's showing up in their life. That's right. And and I think it's a good philosophy, as as you were just talking on, to kind of take into this whole addiction treatment space when you're yeah. doing on your own journey is that, you know, like just kind of go with what connects with you because even though the narrative at the time might be something different, doesn't mean five years down the track that it, it might it might change, you know. So 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, um, yeah, that was it. I, I've always had, I had always been exposed to that world of, world of, of sort of personal development as well. Yeah. So, you know, like a year into that journey, sitting in some of these rooms, I was like, what else is there? It's got to be something else because I – Personally, at that stage, I didn't want to do that for like the next 20 years of my fucking life. Yeah. And it, I didn't see a number of people that had taken it to the depth that it really deserved. Yeah. I mean, you can get there. You know, I think I still believe the 12 Steps was like one of the most phenomenal personal development programs ever written, considering it was written like over 80 years ago. Yeah. And, and like the, the core essence of those steps are profound. Like they're, they're still they're still based on principles that I teach today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just sitting in those rooms. I was like, man, there's going to be something else. Like, it, 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 I just got hungry. What else is there? I had been exposed to personal development. So I just started exploring, started working with some really powerful mentors, started like reinvesting basically, not basically, literally all my money into me, into my yeah. growth, into my development yeah. and just went all in. I was like, let's just go exploring and what i learned was i started to surround myself with so many humans that had been exposed to some sort of shit yep throughout their life not all of them were fucking drug addicts not all of them were alkies not all of them had had substance abuse problems most Mm. of them didn't I mean, they've, they've probably had some sort of a shady relationship with it at some point along the way, but they hadn't got to the point that I had to. And again, what that showed me is that the solution, it's, it's a, there's a common core solution for everybody. No matter yeah. where you walk from or come from, mm-hmm. all you have to want is just to be a better version of yourself. Yep. And that was it, man. It like just opened my entire world up to just what I didn't know. And you, know, you don't know what you don't know. Mm. And it, I just kept following the breadcrumbs. Worked yeah. with some really powerful humans. They led me to the next. It led me to the next. It led me to the next. And just started piecing this 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 puzzle together because it really didn't add up. What what had what the, the systems that I had been led to believe were were total truth. Yeah. And that's basically just got me to where I am today, where I'm just so, so passionate and determined to disrupt this this entire space and to just completely change and overhaul the way that we look at and approach addiction. Yep. Strip away the fucking, the, the bullshit stigma of, of the guilt and the shame attached mm. and just really get everybody on this planet taking a fucking look within. Mm. You yep. go, right, where are you just disconnecting from you and yep. what needs to change? Yeah. I love that. Where are you disconnecting from you? I think that's the I think that's the fundamental question, isn't it? You know, because I I like you, I I love that um, TED talk that Johan Hari did about, you know, like connection is the opposite. To addiction but you know and obviously i'm sure he would say the same thing but um you know there's there's context that needs to kind of go around that um to totally. help people understand yeah. it. i agree um, and and you know i think um the way that you kind of describe it there for me that is probably one of the major functions in the whole thing like where are you disconnected from you you yeah. know and how I, is that going up in your life I've always said, and again, I love making things really black and white and really simple. I, I believe that the solution to addiction is, is a two-part solution 
And if you take one part, as is like Johan Hari's work, which is the connection piece, right? Yep. And but if you break that down into three pieces, so so connection to self. Yep. Connection to something bigger than you, whatever you believe to be the universe, God, source, like whatever that is for you. Yep. Build that relationship. I just call it the universe, like the, the powers that be, the powers that orchestrate this, the, the divinity of this fucking planet that we live on, they are undeniable and you get to build a relationship with those. Yep. Self, the universe, and humans, human connection, mm. what we've been talking about from the start of of this this whole conversation. That's part one. That's the connection piece. Part two, Gabriel Mate's work. Yeah. You go into not why the addiction, but why the hurt and the pain, and then start to look at that that the trauma side, the trauma approach to addiction. If you like merge the two, and then kind of sprinkle on top a little bit of like the the the, the esoteric of of Russell Brand, yep. <laughs> you've kind of got like this perfect storm. I I truly believe. Yeah. So so what do you think of that? I, I'm just interested because he's obviously like. I don't want to pretext it or preface it because I want to hear your your opinion on it um, first. But yeah, obviously he's someone out there that's that's got a profile and doing so well um, to talk about addiction and recovery and stuff. Like, what do you think about Russell Brand and you know what he puts out there and you know his yeah, view? I, mean, I, I, I love him. I want to have a conversation with him because I've got a lot of questions for him. I went and saw him in. Uh, I went. Imagine how many people. Sorry, imagine how many people around the world is that because I'm the same. Just like, just like, you know, ex users that just want to talk to this guy. He probably just, right. you know, <laughs> I really would like, but I'd really like to ask him some of the hard questions. Yeah. Um, because someone who he is, he is very intelligent. He's got his finger on the pulse. He's very smart, and I truly believe. He's been exposed to to some like some deep level, um, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, you know, I guess it's sort of healing modalities other than than what he sort of preaches. Mm. And so I'm I I would just love to have a conversation with him about that and about, um, yeah. I mean, you know, he does he he spins that that twelve step model, but he very much has his own spin on it in a way that only Russell Brand could could have and do and deliver um so yeah man i mean i think i'd just like to ask him a few questions that's all i've really got to say on that and and i i would eloquently reply and at the end of the day that's just his truth and that's what he's delivering to the world and and you know i'm not i wouldn't make anyone right or wrong yeah um it's just you know again it's it's find what fucking works for you Mm. so so i get the sense that that kind of disease concept doesn't doesn't gel with you doesn't doesn't fly it doesn't doesn't nah. hit your landing pad <laughs> <laughs> no nah, man no nah, not at all i i think it's 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 a crock of shit i think it's it was a great idea over 80 years ago and then um you know it's it's undeniable that it's just not a disease when you actually do the research and, and look at it and look at how it behaves and how it shows up and where it stems from it's there's nothing disease related about it um so when you can take that a step further it's just like that it, it, it is and i think even old school aa is like if you take it to to the to the depths of of what was written i think it's kind of been morphed into the belief that it's a disease like if i think if you actually really go deep into the way that they word it they don't really deliver it in the way that we probably deem it to mean mm. um but i think it does a lot of damage mm. You know, this is, I've again had this conversation the other day. It's like <laughs> for someone like you and me, bro, the way that we used to run, the way that we used to be wired, right, is to, to <laughs> the way that our our sneaky manipulative ego works and runs. It doesn't want to look at at these actual belief systems that have created this in the first place, right? That, that that's its job. That's yeah. its job is to distract ourselves from what's actually running the cycle because that cycle keeps us safe and serves us um and it's familiar our our ego that part of us wants that level of familiarity so for us to sit in a room 
And someone goes, oh, mate, it's all good. It's not your fault. You've got a disease. It's like, yes, yes, yes. I fucking knew it. I knew it. I knew I was fucked up. I knew I was fucked up. I told you all. I yeah. told you all I was fucked up. And that there was something wrong with me. And yeah. the ego goes, oh, yeah, that feels good. Cool. Let's run with that story for a while. <laughs> let's, let's run with that. Let's run with that. I'm, I'm totally powerless. I have a disease. It's not my fault. And, and, and this is just the way I am for the rest of my life. Yeah. And yeah. I am an addict. Yeah. Yeah, that's and the I bit. Will always be an addict. That's the bit for me that I've come to learn that I think does a lot of a lot of damage, unfortunately. Because yep. it just yeah. Subconscious again, subconscious mind, subconscious wiring, the power of linguistics, language, the words that we speak, why they call it spelling, you're casting spells with the language that you speak. If you are like okay. If you went and did, literally, if you went and opened Instagram, like we were just laughing about, right? Like yep. like personal development 101. I bet if you went to someone's self-love page, you would find someone talking about affirmations. Yeah. What is the purpose of an affirmation? It is an I am statement followed by an empowering whatever belief system that you want to ingrain into your subconscious mind. I am capable, I am able, I am lovable, I am a fucking doer, I can do anything that I put my mind to, whatever that thing is. I am a money magnet, right? Mm. What's going on in your subconscious mind if, you know, however many times a day you're repeating the words to yourself, I am an addict, I am an alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. What will you always be? Yeah. Yeah. It's... It is. It is really interesting, and you know, like, it's funny. I, I got to do. I got to do a show on it because it's too long just to kind of talk about it. But, um, yeah, like that. That is kind of my experience. Same as you. Like, it's really hard because it needs like context. I'm not shitting on twelve step stuff. Like, it saved my. It saved my fucking life. Like, it literally did. Um, but. Yeah, there's like as I have evolved and grown, there's been lots of stuff that I've seen um, within myself that has made me go, "That's actually like not helpful." And and that's why I love like your tagline and why I wanted to have you on the show because yeah, I do think that we have to innovate, um, mold, morph, and change the way that we talk about, you know, overcoming addictions um treating it all that stuff because otherwise we're just going to kind of become like you know the catholic church <laughs> stuck in stuck in old weird kind of um yeah. things that just don't make sense you know yep yeah. we have to we literally have to because the the, the truth is literally you know the re recovery personal development like actually just nailing this shit and, yeah. and, and and saying I am not a slave to my old patterns and behaviors anymore is the path least traveled. And the yeah. systems that we're getting plugged into aren't working. Like the retention yeah. rates, if you actually go and look at them, are just, it's not, they're not high. Yeah. They're not high because this is hard. This does take fucking work. And a lot of the systems we're getting plugged into, be it, you know, whatever, these old models, the, the mental health system, all of this shit is not getting to the fucking root cause. Mm. And so mm. people aren't fucking healing. Yeah. And so they sit on the merry-go-round for years. They get put on medication. They go to people who never actually fucking get in and under the surface. And the, the, the show goes on. Yeah. Until who knows what fucking happens. You know, we're the lucky ones. And it's what a lot of people have been talking about on the show, but I think to actually really start, because as you said, it's fucking hard. Like once someone's at the end of addiction, it's pretty hard. Like it's, of course, it's not impossible. You can change it any time. But like you said, it's not, it's not a walk in the park. Like it takes work and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So I think that's part of the innovation that we have to go through as well as a society is is actually like yes we still have to focus on the pointy end of things but how can we reframe 
um, and you know influence things with people before they happen, change the conversation around it in society, so we prevent people kind of you know getting to that pointy end. And it's not as unwanted. Hundred percent. That's just as huge, bro. Like if you really wanted to see, you know, the the death of addiction, like we've got to tear down some massive social constructs and, and systems that we've been plugged into for hundreds of years. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a big job. But I mean where I wanna start is I wanna overhaul and I am overhauling and I will start a, a global recovery movement that yeah. that starts with this grassroots movement of what is what a support group looks like. Like I will make recovery cool. I will make this the path most traveled. I will make this thing appealing. I will make this thing so attractive that like, like recovery is cool. Journeying and being better than your bullshit is cool. This stuff is like, bro, Friday night, like, yo, you going to meeting? Hell yeah, man. I'll fucking see you there. Like, it's like, it's what you do. It's what you want to do. It's where you want to hang out. It's where you want to be. Yeah. I love that. That's what I am creating. And I, I'm so like, I, my belief system, like as a result of a lot of this work is like, I have no doubt in my mind that that's what I will create. But we've yep. got to start with the people. We've got to start with the humans like deep in it right now. We've got to, as much as I can sit here and say like, this is the solution, like for the humans in the thick of it and, the, and the, my clients that I work with on a daily basis, like we've got to go to the, to the bare basics. Of, of how to deal and cope with life. I have to show people and introduce them to the, the, you know, what I call medicine, what I call like these super basic, for me, basic simplistic tools to replace the, the device, to replace the coping mechanism. Because for most people, they don't have another way to survive. Yeah. So when we can implement the tools and show them that there is another way to deal with life, to cope with life, to be in the shit, to, to move through the shit, to then learn and gain so much wisdom and growth and expansion from the shit, then we give them a way to, to self-empower, to be self-aware, to be self-expressed, to, be, um, uh, to just be able to be with self, full stop. Yep. And then, therefore, they can be in the full experience of life. And we start as a result, this ripple effect of humans, just like the, the baseline vibration and consciousness just keeps rising Yeah, because we're not turning to the things that, that drop us into a low vibration, that suppress us, that numb us, that check us out from this world. Yeah. We're actually showing these humans how to regulate their own nervous system, how to regulate their, their, their emotions, how to just fucking feel, bro. When you can just really honestly boil this down to just learning how to feel and identify your feelings and move your feelings, emotion, energy in motion, it needs somewhere to go, it needs an outlet. You can just get comfortable, like really comfortable just sitting on your bed and having a fucking cry, like man, like you're there. Yeah. You're yeah. winning. Love that. Look, mate, um, it's been an awesome conversation uh, and it's so good to – yeah, finally uh, lay eyes on each other, even though it's through a computer screen. Hundred <laughs> um, If people are like, you know, Drew is based on the Gold Coast, but I'm sure he works with people everywhere. If people want to find you, like, where's the best place they can go and um, pick up what you're putting down? Yeah, just just add me as a friend on on Facebook, Drew Wild, or um, on Instagram. You can give me a follow over there uh, at Drew underscore Wild. Mate, yeah, look, I mean, that's my job. I, I work with clients one-on-one. I do a lot of group programs and stuff like that as well. And if anyone really wants to, you know, get to that point where they draw a line in the fucking sand or they want to draw a line in the sand and they want to be better than their bullshit, then come and dance, man. Come and dance. It's a hell of a lot of fun. Mate, great fucking name as well. What, like wild. Are we, like I actually saw it when I first, like, was talking to you. And I, I see this with, like, a few people. I've got a couple of mates that have cool names. And I'm yeah. like, fuck, <laughs> I need like an awesome name. You know, you can just go anywhere with that. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I love it, bro. It's so funny. It's, it's really interesting. Only in like the community that I sound surround myself with, the people ask me if that's my real name. You know, like a lot of people <laughs> sort of like make up their name. <laughs> is that your real name or is that like your plant medicine name? I'm like, no, bro. Like that's my dad's name. Like, I, <laughs> my actual, 
Oh man, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. That's really funny. Um, all right, cool, man. Hey, I um, I appreciate it. We'll have you back soon, I'm sure. And um, yeah, just have a good day and really, really appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me, brother. Really appreciate it. No worries. All right, we're out, people. Peace. All right, guys, that was another show of Real Drug Talk. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, as I said at the start of the show, we'll be back uh, with our usual schedule Wednesdays and Sundays. Early in the morning, we pump out the show so that all you gym junkies and early risers can get it in vibing in your ears. Um, as always, if you're listening to this and you or a loved one needs any help, just reach out, no pressure, we'll just try and point you in the right direction, www.connectionbasedliving.com.au um, and yeah, look, we're officially back and rocking and rolling for 2021, um, the year starts from now and we're excited to get it and make a dent, um, we'll be vibing in your ears again soon, peace.